0: Hello, my friends. Skip here again for a uh, relatively early morning uh, podcast of Finding Meaning. Uh, I'm opening some windows, letting some cool air in. It is October 1st, 2020 in South Central Iowa. So it's it's about 50 degrees out, maybe. So it's nice and cool and crisp. Uh, I have always been a fan of the fall season. Uh, The cool air often reminds me of uh, just what it means to be refreshed, renewed. It's a good reminder of how we have to start again. So here I am in that frame of mind uh, giving to you, hoping to share with you, part five of our six-part series on um, the aspects that I'm finding most important right now in the quest for finding meaning. Now, uh, before I share those six aspects, which I hope you are following closely, please hear me when I say, right now, this is where I'm at right now i i believe that the spiritual life the human life is a life of of revelation uh, it's a life filled with inspiration and epiphany and change and inspiration and so that's just where i am at uh, this is just where i am at and uh, there will be hopefully at some point more inspiration more revelation to come, the universe unfolds in front of us in ways in which we can comprehend. I'm convinced that all the information we need to live a fully realized human slash spiritual life is right at our fingertips if we but only, listen, if we only pay attention to those things. Uh, So, on to part five of our six-part series on the six aspects of uh, finding meaning. Uh, Let me recap, although I hope if you have followed these podcasts up till now, you can probably recap these yourself. Uh, I think right now where I'm at, these are the six most important things to know about continuing our journey into finding meaning. So the first aspect is to understand that there's no difference between being human and being spiritual. Uh, As I have said many times in these podcasts, we have separated those two. I think uh, the collective false self has separated those two in order to control, in order to uh, have a a something to sell, a piece of merchandise called spirituality. Uh, so much of our spirituality is transactional and it demands that we deny all of our humanity or we suppress all of our humanity. And I'm saying that although we can never excuse bad behavior, and there are certainly some human behaviors we need to hold people accountable for, uh, so much of what it means to be human has been repressed under the guise, under the name, under the uh, moniker of spirituality or religion. And so I'm saying that's not true. All that we are, uh, all that we can be, all that we ever will be, is a a spiritual human being, a human spiritual being. I used to uh, talk a lot about this saying, and I, I don't know... I I probably should have researched this a little bit, Uh, but there's an old saying that said you're you're not a human having a spiritual experience. You're a spiritual being having a human experience. I don't believe that. Uh, I believe that you are both and one. You are a human being having a spiritual experience. You are a spiritual being having a human experience because there's no difference between the two. The second aspect is to realize that we develop a false self, a false ego in our life. We do so to protect ourselves. It's a sort of a Jungian concept. Richard Rohr, uh, one of my favorite writers. Uh, But this is not a new theory that we develop an ego. We develop a a sense of self when we are young. Uh, That sense of self is really... uh, a construct of of the collective false selves in our world. And because of that, uh, we develop a false self. And a mature spirituality, a mature religiosity would invite us to get rid of the ego. However, for the most part, it doesn't. Uh, all it does is take a, a more well-developed ego... It then takes it into politics, religion, uh, education. takes that false self into our society. And before you know it, there we have a society that is a construct of millions, billions of false selves. And so we end up in a sort of matrix. We end up in a sort of maya, uh, an illusion, if you will. People don't operate out of authenticity because people aren't aware of it. It's not that everyone's bad or evil or, or that this uh, world doesn't have a purpose or, or the ego doesn't have a purpose. It's that we have really lost our authenticity uh, due to trying to serve the collective false self that we call society, that we call community. We have devolved into a group of people, uh, 8 billion of us, that really are uh, malformed, who think about power, who think about uh, accumulating wealth and greed more than anything else. And that, boy, that's just messed up. (laughs) I don't know how else to say it, Uh, who we really are. And so, you know, we we begin to figure out who we really are. We begin to find meaning by looking at these four other aspects of what it means to be spiritual, human. Uh, and that is we are physical. We have to find balance with our physicality. Uh, we have to be careful not to place our worth or our identity onto our physical being. I see it in my teenagers. I see it in other uh, you, uh, youth, I see it in in grown-up people who place their value in the fact that they can uh, call themselves too fat or too skinny or too this or too that. As Buddha said, we have to find the middle way. Moderation in all things, you know. It's very simple. The second aspect was sexuality. We are sexual beings. Uh, we... Uh, are certainly uh, born to reproduce our species. But uh, I think a good, balanced, healthy, non-harmful sexual life is really a sort of sacrament. It's an intimacy that our conscious beings can have with each other. Uh, However, I believe because of the collective false self, especially coming from religion, uh, we have a very repressed, very undiscovered, very unauthentic sexual view of what it means to be human. So we have to find balance there also, being first and foremost that it's okay to be a sexual being. You don't have to run from that in order to be spiritual. You can express that in ways that don't harm other people, uh, and uh, we have to. It's an energy that we have to deal with. Uh, So we are on to the last two aspects, and this is part five, and we're going to talk about uh, the thinking and or mental aspect of being human, and then finally we'll talk about the emotional aspect of being human. But today we're going to talk about thinking. Uh, Thinking, being critical, being self-aware, is absolutely vital to finding meaning. Being able to hold two competing ideas in your mind. Being able to see the bigger picture and see the details. Being able to think critically about yourself and about where you're at. Being aware of um, your mistakes and yet not shaming yourself for them. These are all absolutely vital parts of being a thinking, uh, mental being. You know, uh, let's take, for instance, higher education. Uh, so much of our higher education is, is built out of the false self. Uh, it's, it's meant to allow you to have a larger paycheck, a more comfortable life. Uh, and as you know as my uh, children move into college age, I, I want for them that little piece of paper that allows them to be able to uh, live uh, without wondering where their next meal is going to come from. I have no no qualms about saying that. However, what I do try to teach my kid is this that that what education can do if taught by a self aware person is teach you how to think. It can teach you how to question at the same time you hold on to your own values, as long as your values aren't judging, as long as those values are based in love and hope and generosity and kindness. Um, Hold on to those values. But you can question your values and others. You can read something without having to believe it. The, the challenge is this, that we have to understand that our mind, our thinking ability, uh, can become so much about trying to find a reality rather than understanding reality. We are creatures who are first and foremost seeking their own validation in a giant cosmos on a little blue planet. Um, Paul Tillich, the great theologian, one of my favorite theologians, said the reason that uh, religions exist, I'm paraphrasing, the the reason religions exist at all is because we're afraid of death. And so that's sort of how we proceed. We want to solidify our existence. We want to create a religion that lets us uh, live forever or uh, gives purpose and a framework or we create a religion that has us uh, reincarnate uh, all of this based on the fact that we don't want to let go of of who we really are, for fear that we won't realize we exist. That's the working of the human mind, folks. That's the working of a of a mechanism, uh, the synapses, the the connections in our mind that are yearning to create a authentic and meaningful reality. But what happens is this, is we get caught in that false reality and our brain, our our mentality, our thinking becomes formed by it. Right now we are 33 days from an election where we can see, obviously, that there are vast groups of people who have allowed their brains, their mentality, uh, their thinking to be formed by things external to them. Or if we look at, at um, cults or, or even religions that make claims that aren't verifiable. Uh, our brains yearn for reality and we can think our way into any reality. I have said this a million times, I'll say it again. If I wanted to, I could believe our family minivan is a Ferrari despite everyone else knowing it's not, if I wanted to, and this is the power of the human brain, I could believe our, our minivan, our 2014 town and country, is a brand new Lamborghini or Ferrari. That's the power of the human mind, and this is something we need to understand, that our mind often operates independent of reason. Because we have not been taught reason. We have been taught to do or die. To, to believe or be exiled. We've been taught that by religion, by nationalism, by cults, by political bodies. That you're either on my side or no side. And my side's always right. And your side's always wrong. Brothers and sisters, there is the false self. The collective false self. The, the false dualism that exists in our reality, right there in a nutshell. Turn on the news. Pick a channel. And you'll see that I'm right. That we have bought wholeheartedly into uh, a reality that's fed to us externally. And it continues. And it's gotten worse, actually. Um, I'm, you know, I've recommended books on these podcasts. I'm going to recommend a movie to you. It's called The Social Dilemma. It's on Netflix. I hope that you have Netflix. Again, this is October 1st, 2020. Uh, So maybe by the time you hear this podcast, it might be a little bit dated. Uh, But um, it is a documentary about former tech executives who are sending up a warning about the fact that human beings have created algorithms in these uh, computer programs that keep us in our own feedback loop that simply feed us the information that we want to hear, that our brains want to hear, to validate that we're right and others are wrong. And that is a gross misuse of the human mind. We are wired, folks, for reason. We are wired to think spiritually, philosophically. We are wired to question. And when we give that up, we give up the balance that we have in our thinking. And so just like the physical being and the sexual being, the thinking being is a, physic, is, a, is a balance. Yes, it's a physical aspect of who we are. We have gray matter in our head, but we all know, we all sense there's something more than the reflex of a muscle. There's a consciousness that goes on in our thinking that we have to be aware of. So you know, finding meaning begins with being able to understand that that our brain is constantly searching for new programs to run. And it will latch on to the easiest one. We have to employ, you know, um, we have to employ our greater selves, our conscious selves, our hopefully educated to think selves in order to counteract what the Eastern philosophers called the monkey mind. That our mind is, is chattering and searching. And, you know, I, I'm not much of a meditator, although I have grown to l- love silence in my life uh, because it calms that mind down. And we gotta find a balance. We have to be able to think and meditate. We have to be able to be okay without our technology. We have to uh, absorb nature. I'm looking out my window right now, and the leaves are turning. And although I'm talking to you uh, via technology, I'm, I, I can appreciate uh, the cycle that's going on outside. Uh, I guess what I'm trying to say, folks, is beware your own thoughts. Listen to a deeper intuitive notion. Uh, because the intuition and the thinking or mental state are connected. They are not separate. And that's another mistake we have made in uh, the commercial and um, transactional spirituality that we have come to know as spirituality. That somehow our intellect and our intuition are separate things. They're not. The false self tells tells us that they are. And so I would encourage you to To get a little quiet once in a while. doesn't have to be all the time. Um, To engage in conversation. To walk away from things that cause great anxiety. Because the brain can, the mind can stand up for what it thinks is right. And you should, as long as it's loving and kind and inclusive. And, And walk away without having to convince other people. Again, uh never forget that we're all to some degree or another stuck in a false reality, a a world that is constructed, a society, uh, educational system, religion, business, commerce, you name it, that is derived from people not knowing themselves because they are stuck asleep, if you will. And so, again, it's about balance. It's about giving yourself some space and some grace. It's about finding some quiet. It's about engaging the intellect. Find that movie or that song or that book or that poetry or something that inspires the best of you to come out. You know, uh, for me, I've often said it's music. But you know what? I think there's value in many things. I have become in the past seven, eight years an avid football fan because I think there's something noble. Despite some of the silliness around the capitalism of it, despite some of the silliness that the athletes display, there's something noble about overcoming one's own uh, doubts and being able to, to persevere, to find a goal. You can be inspired by anything, If you look at the deeper meaning, if you let yourself go to that deeper place. So balance, balance, balance. Uh, I'm hoping to get out the final podcast on the six aspects today. And then we will be moving on to something new because that is the way the universe works. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this. My friends, take care and realize that you are cared for more than you can imagine and that the universe is calling you to a self-realization and a self-awareness that will lead to meaning, and that meaning will lead to your own authenticity. We will talk to you later, my friends.